0: We go to the one, the only, Nick DiPaolo, comedian, host of the Nick DiPaolo Show. You can find him at nickdip.com, nickdip.com. Uh, he, that's where you can see his comedy special, and I, I warn you, it it is battery acid on the PC. It is, uh, Woo! don't know how you're standing, but God bless you, Nick.
1: Actually, I'm not. As you can <laughs> see, I'm sitting. Right. right. It's been an exhausting fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dave, As a white, straight male, it's uh, it's a lot tougher. Right. Uh,
0: Dave Chappelle just got the Mark Twain uh, Award, which is our nation's highest honor for comedy, is it not? Uh,
1: I thought it was the Kathy Griffin Award.
0: No. Which was the
1: highest. <laughs> well, no? Is no, it, uh... I don't
0: think. I think that used to be in the last administration. <laughs> uh, so, so he just won this, and, and here's what he said. And I can't believe the guy who is standing at the kennedy center to be able to get the the mark twain award in today's yeah. climate is asked about pc and here's what he says
1: Political correctness has its face its place excuse me that we all want to live in
0: a polite society we just have to kind of work on the levels and come to an agreement of what that actually looks like i personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression I don't use it as a weapon. It just makes me feel better. And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody. Et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Everything I'm supposed to say. (laughs) 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 Okay, so now let me take you to Saturday Night Live and a clip that aired this... I know, I know. A clip that aired this weekend. Listen to this. Yeah, at first I thought Kanye was losing his mind and now I feel like he's fine. He's just turning into an old white lady. <laughs> I mean, he used to be, like, one of the coolest black dudes on Earth. Now he's showing up to events in sweatpants and orthopedic sneakers, <laughs> listening to Kenny G and trying to get black people to like Trump. It's like, how long before this guy changed his name to Kathy? <laughs> now, you might think that I'm crazy, but about five years ago, there was a fella named Bruce Jenner, and he moved to
2: Calabasas. <laughs>
0: There's A, there's no joke there. So it's not funny. It's horribly delivered. He's in trouble. Is it because it was on, I don't know, NBC and they're supposed to be so woke? Or is it because that's just a bad comedian? He's not a bad comedian,
1: actually. Uh, no, bad delivery. Or, well, when you don't ask an hour week an update, you have writers. I don't know if he wrote that himself. He's delivering somebody else's stuff. But every time we get near the LGBT or trans, it's a big deal. I want that answered. The, you know, the Bilderberg group, is that made up of eight gay guys? Why is it such an issue? <laughs> uh, no, I'm asking. I'm dead serious. And, and uh, if you think it's tough for uh, uh, Dave Chappelle or Michael Shade to do that stuff, try being a 57-year-old white guy. Mm -hmm.
0: No, Um, I I can't
1: imagine. I I really I I, I say this with
0: great admiration for your talent. I mean, I I know who you are. I know who you've written for. I know your career. uh, And uh, for you to be standing is remarkable. I mean, I honestly (laughs) feel like I should do you a favor and never talk about you on the air. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm bringing attention <laughs> what? to you, I know it's. I, mean, I kind of feel bad because I know there's somebody out there going, "Oh, oh, he's still saying these things. That damn white guy, and he'll go after you."
1: Yeah, but if you're the if you're the guy that started saying them first, you do get a little credibility. Yeah, I was saying this stuff on uh, Tough Crowd in 2000. And, uh, you know, making fun of how white guys are portrayed in commercials in 1995. I was ahead of the curve, but because I look like I'm from Palermo, nobody pays attention to me. <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you do look a little like you could be in a mob movie.
1: Let me just tell you this, one: uh, These gay jokes, <laughs> is that going to bring your son back to me? So what is, son back to
0: what is the problem between transsexuals, the transgender, and, uh, and gay people why do they not get along
1: well i was in a bathhouse in san francisco for like two hours last weekend and i couldn't figure it out i have no idea <laughs> because they really don't i mean
0: dave chappelle even talks about it once the t gets into the car the yes. l's
1: and the g's they don't yeah. like it it's like the jews and the palestinians the, the middle east it's uh it's 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 so it's convoluted i read these articles on my show i can't make heads of tail uh, uh, I should say tales. Uh, <laughs> who's upset at who for what? The, the I think the gays are saying the trannies have given us a bad rep. Trannies, first of all, that's 1970. Uh, transgender people are giving us a bad. Rep. It, it's. I, I well, don't know. I have heard. I, I still like women, Glenn. What can I tell yeah, you?
0: Yeah, I've heard from from gay friends who'll say this is just that. Just friends? goes to this. Just goes too far. Just goes too far. We'll wait what does i agree if we're talking about you know sending them into our libraries and having them i don't want anybody talking that even makes kids think about sex even i don't want hot women going in and reading to my son you know, just stop it just stop it <laughs> um, he's got enough on his plate please just stop it however when it comes to i don't understand if you're saying and and i am everybody should just be who they are i don't care I don't care if that's who you want to be. I don't understand how uh, the gay community could have a problem with that.
1: Well, I just did a story on like the, the having drag queens put on shows for middle middle uh, student. Uh, yeah, no, I no, 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 kids. I have a problem with that because I have a problem because that is well, true. That's who the trans are. That's what they do. And um, all, of, all of them, they go to middle school. Every schools one and do, of them. I took really? a poll. Really? The <laughs> Quinniac poll said 99.9 wow, percent. Huh. I didn't said, know that. Um, I didn't know. That. Great, great way to meet kids. OK, again, I, I kid. <laughs> Relax, Glenn. I can see you turning rhetoric. No,
0: I no, I'm not.
1: Uh, OK, so let me <laughs> let me go to the Democrats. The, like yesterday said, <laughs> yesterday they i'd hang with a i'd hang with a transgender community before i'd hang with the democrats oh Go my ahead. gosh i would i would have them all move in with me
0: before <laughs> before that uh so the democrats voted on something we're not really even sure what it is the impeachment resolution but it really doesn't do anything uh, what are your thoughts on on what happened yesterday
1: but you make a great praise a, a point about the process. I'm watching, like you said, they voted on this thing, but nothing moves forward. And you wonder why nothing gets done in Washington. But even I know, I'm not a legal scholar, obviously, but you, you, you can't be doing all this behind closed doors. The, the Republicans want to see the, uh, I guess there was some testimony, some witnesses yesterday. And, and Schiff wanted me to let them look at that. And and until I know who the original whistleblower was, um, this is all a sham. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, Schiff,
0: Schiff said yesterday, um, he told the witness, the GOP asked a question, apparently. And Schiff said, don't answer that. Well, wait, what's he, a lawyer now? A He's representing these yeah, people? Yeah, apparently. Apparently. I mean, it's, it's amazing what's going on. And I tell you, that's why people think this is a coup. If you can't put it out in the open,
1: it's it feels like a coup. Well, they're going to televise it eventually, aren't they? They said it's going to be on TV before Thanksgiving. So I don't know what will make me sick, of the Detroit Lions offense or Adam Schiff <laughs> on my TV. I think I would go for the, uh, for the Adam
0: Schiff. I'd go for Adam Schiff. Uh, there's another story out today we haven't had a chance to get to. Former President Barack Obama. Derided woke political purists and Twitter activists in a speech given Tuesday at the Obama Foundation summit in Chicago. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're politically woke and all of that stuff. You should get over that quickly.
1: That's funny coming from a guy who actually is behind the deep state and the guy that spied on Trump while he was running for president. You can't be more woke than that. So I don't know. Is that ever going to come out, Glenn? Is Devin Nunez and Gowdy and all these guys, uh, Lindsey Graham, who talk a big game, are they ever going to do anything? So you know what they say to me, because
0: I've talked to a few of the people on Capitol Hill, and they have said to me, Glenn, you know, how do we how do we phrase this? How do we we know what's going on, but how do we do this in a soundbite? Here's how. Is it against the national interest to have somebody look into the loss of $7 billion of your tax dollars? Is it in the national interest for the president to ask somebody to look into our governmental corruption, our foreign agents directly influencing the 2016 election, politicians in the U.S. colluding with a foreign government to steal from the American treasury? Is it in our national interest to have the unlawful use of U.S. ambassadors Embassy personnel, national intelligence agencies, the State Department in collusion with foreign agencies and NGOs to not only affect the election, but to steal billions of dollars from us. That's
1: how that's how you phrase this. Well, all due respect, what scared me most about that statement is you said they came to you and asked you for advice. <laughs> no,
0: they didn't. No, 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 no. That's what you said, Glenn. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> that's what I said. I'm that's getting that's nervous. That's what America heard. That's what America
1: <laughs> heard. I heard Nixon used to go to Casey Kasem to get his geopolitical. <laughs> Shut
0: up. <laughs> Nick to follow from nickdip.com back in just a second first. So, uh,. Uh Nick DePaolo is here. Nick, how many times uh, a year are you out on the road?
1: Um that's a great question. I would say two times. I would say 25. Yeah. Where where are you out recently? Where where can people see you? They can see me uh Friday and Saturday, November 8th and 9th, the Kansas City Comedy Club and uh the the following weekend, the Cortland Repertory Theater in Cortland, New York, November 15th. And November sixteenth, the Comedy Works, Saratoga Springs. And uh, I have to mention this: I'm f- I'm finally doing some gigs in my new home state of Georgia. Oh, you are. Which is yes. Either yuck, yucks, or uh, milk through your nose? Oh no, I'm at Skid Marks. <laughs> and, uh, no. <laughs> um, November twenty second, you're way off, Glenn. This is the historic Ritz Theater. Oh wow! It's Friday, November twenty second. Saturday, November twenty third the TIFF Theater in Tifton, Georgia, Mm. Uh, and I can't wait. There'll be a lot of trucker hats and tobacco, hopefully.
0: Have you ever played the Roxy in—I'm trying to remember where it is in Pennsylvania. It's the first—it's the original Roxy Theater. Uh, I did a a, a show there once, and they used an ARC spotlight. I mean, when I say it's the original, it hasn't changed since it was open, and they used an ARC (laughs) spotlight, and so it was, you know, an ARC (laughs) light— It was burning carbon to light, and it was like the surface of the sun hot. It was like somebody was holding a giant magnifying glass on the sun. I thought it was going to set me on fire.
1: That's how all the lights are. Uh, all these play, and so I have a line every time. I use it every time. I, I go, hey, easy with the lights. What am I a pot plant? <laughs> yeah, really? And that uh... <laughs> <It> is <laughs> and it then is. The, the sensitive the light guy turns right. it all the way down so I'm yeah. in the dark. And, well, and...
0: halfway through my show, the you know the it's carbon that's burning, and so halfway through the show,
1: <laughs> going be taxed.
0: <laughs> It went out. It went out. Just <laughs> and then I went, oh, thank God. And the guy said, just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: put another one in and lit it back up. It was crazy. And the show was much funnier after he oh, put was. in the new light. Le- <laughs> it was. I was at the la- la- theater I was at. They wouldn't let me smoke. And I said, are you kidding me? I'm sitting in a, on a broken ladder in the green room with paint buckets <laughs> around me, a fuse box with white. Wy- and there's literally asbestos dripping in my Diet Coke. <laughs> and the guy goes, you can't smoke in here. I said, what are you kidding? You guys were shooting porn in this theater like 3 days ago, <laughs> yeah. but I can't have a cigarette. <laughs> uh
0: there's um uh there's a new thing going on uh now and I just saw this yesterday. Have you seen the OK Boomer stuff? No, I have not. Okay, so there's there's this new it's a generational war, Nick. Uh and there's this new uh thing going on online and also on products. It says OK Bo- uh, Boomer. Have a terrible day or whatever. And it's the uh, the, millennials? the millennials taking on the boomers. And everybody's immediately going, oh, look, they're just going, uh, there's the end. I got to tell you, most boomers despise millennials and have no problem saying it out loud. It's not like the, the millennials are starting this. They're just getting into the game.
1: Yeah. They finally realize that they can push this such not all of them I, I sort of think they get a bad rep the millennials but Me they, too. they are pretty soft they but they do get a bad rep but uh now i see that 70 percent of them wouldn't have a problem with socialism in this country so now i hate every one of them and uh <laughs> i i will push back i might be 57 i've had right. 14 shoulder operations right but i will take right. on Right. Michael Shea and his. I, you
0: know what I friends. think that the ones that I meet, and not all of them, but the ones that I have met, I've I meet a lot of them, who Why? are. Why are you
1: hanging out? It's creeping me out,
0: Glenn. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say, uh, at least at this time, and not under yeah. oath. Um, the uh, uh, the thing that I see in millennials is that when you, when you stop talking the usual political bullcrap, right. They listen, and they want to learn. Now, not all of them, obviously, but they want to learn. They've never heard this stuff before. <laughs> well, that's, they, that's right. Yeah, nobody's teaching them anything. Nobody's teaching them how to even think.
1: They're just being taught what to think, and they know that's crap. Some of them do, and uh, but you're right. Right when did they get the pre-K? From pre-K to college, they're being brainwashed yeah. with this left-wing uh, horse crap. So, yes, yeah, some of them do enjoy to hear the truth, but... Uh, were you, you Were know, you
0: any different? Nick, were you I any different? I was very different.
1: Were yes. you? Yeah, I was transgender in 1976. <laughs> really? I was breaking the mold up at <laughs> the University of Maine. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I must have been different. I, I grew up in Boston. I went to school, University of Maine, and then I, I've spent the last twenty-five years in L.A. and New York. And I have these attitudes, like I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. So <laughs> right, I, I guess I
0: am. I got to tell you, though, when I was thirty, before I so literally sobered up and realized I don't know anything. I'm an idiot.
1: Well, what were you? What were you drinking when you were? Well, that I, made you so numb to what was going on with well, I Mar- can do some Maker's of that mark, now. So it was <laughs> oh,
0: I know, I oh, wasted Oh, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark and uh, Jack Daniels. It was great. Holy moly. Yeah, no, it was great. And you still have I a nice them. head of hair and you yeah. look like healthy. <laughs> I know. It's it's unbelievable. I'm probably dead in 15 minutes, but uh it no, was No, I can
1: tell. It was- you you have a nice pal. Well, actually you do look like dead Kennedy It was circa 5 okay. years ago. So- <laughs> All right, I don't
0: think we need to go there. Uh uh Nick, Nick DiPolo, you can uh, find him online at nickdip.com. Watch his comedy special. Uh it is uh it is very raw and very funny. Nick Dip. Thank you so much, Nick. Appreciate it. glenn you're the best. Thank you so much. You bet. nickdip.com. All right, back in just a second. News of the day continues.
1: You're listening to
2: Glenn
1: Back.
0: Welcome to the uh, program tonight uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Live. Uh, Democracy does die in darkness. It's part two of our special on Ukraine. Now, uh, I've talked to several people they are like, should I go back and watch the last special just to catch up? I, I don't think it's a bad idea to watch the chalkboard. There's a 50 minute uh, YouTube video that is out uh, and watch that uh, chalkboard special from about a month ago and reacquaint yourself with the timeline because we're we're adding the Democrats timeline to it today. And what we're going to do is I'm I'm going to show you how this is what they're doing is exactly what was done with O.J. Simpson. With the O.J. Simpson trial, there's a couple of things that were going on. One, the African-American community wanted justice, but not justice for Nicole. Not justice for, what was his name, Ronald Goldman? Mm -hmm. They wanted justice for African-Americans. And so uh O.J. Simpson represented all African-Americans in their mind. You remember when we were like, how are they seeing this so differently? And the case was built on blood splatters and blood droplets in O.J.'s car, his shoes and his shoe prints in the flower beds of the murder site. Uh, the weapon, all kinds of stuff. I'll show you all tonight. But it and and DNA. But all of that was dismissed on one thing. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Well, how did that happen? How did that work? That worked because many in the jury box and many um, in America wanted justice. For the African-American, not for O.J. Simpson. And so every African-American, well, not every, most African-Americans would tell you right after the trial that O.J. was innocent. But now with no other information, just time, African-Americans are, the wild majority is, he's guilty of sin. He absolutely killed her. And we know that he he just tweeted two weeks ago from the golf course, still looking for the murderer, <laughs> joking about it. Incredible, joking about it. Okay, that's incredible. So th- that's how that one that was one. It was one because there was a uh, s- uh, a sub narrative going on that nobody really was talking about or addressing. Our sub-narrative is people hate Trump. They just hate Trump. Half the country just hates Trump. So anything will be justice to them. But I warn you, it will turn around. And once you get past it, you will see the damage that you have done. Because it's not justice. It's just making you feel good. And the case that I'm going to lay out tonight from the Democrats is the glove. He's just the glove. Don't look at anything else. Look at the glove. Don't look at the DNA. Look at the glove. Don't look at the blood splatters. Look at the glove. Don't look at the footprints. Look at the glove. Don't look at the shoes. Look at the glove. Don't look at DNA. Look at the glove. I'll show you the glove tonight. Then I show you how the media has been absolutely lying to you, and it is all backed in facts. We will show you what they're saying how they say they got there, and what the actual facts are. Because you don't do your own homework. Most people don't do their own homework. Americans don't. And so if you watched this special four weeks ago, you might have thought, well, why isn't anybody saying this? I'll tell you. Here's here's one, reason number one. They don't know how to say it because it's so complex. Let me teach you right now how to say it. They say that... What Donald Trump did was wrong because it was personal to him. But what Donald Trump did, even if you even if you take the worst case scenario and say, okay, there was quid pro quo, what Donald Trump did was he called the uh, the president of the Ukraine and said. even though this is not what the transcript says, but let's take it at its worst. I want you to open up those investigations. I want you to open up the investigation on Joe Biden and his son. I want to know what happened to the missing money. I want to know what happened during the 2016 election. I want to know who was involved. And if you don't find that stuff out for me, I'm not giving you another dime. That's what he said. That's the worst case scenario, the worst interpretation of it. Okay? Well, see, he was just trying to get stuff on Joe Biden. He had something personal. All right, let me flip this. And let me ask you, Americans, members of the jury, what's the difference between what I just said and Joe Biden, who's the vice president of the United States? in his own words, authorized to deliver this message from the president of the United States. That, yes, there is a quid pro quo. You fire this prosecutor because he's corrupt, and I want him to stop all of his investigations. What was he investigating? Where was the $7 billion from the U.S. government? Stop investigation on collusion, corruption, uh, stop uh, uh, stop looking into Burisma and Joe Biden's son. you stop it right now or we're not gonna pay you a billion dollars.
2: What's the difference? They'll say he wasn't doing that for political reasons. He wasn't doing that for political gain. Trump was
0: uh, doing what? you mean so is it is there a difference between the political game? being his personal chit in this and and Joe Biden's son enriching himself as his personal chit
2: is there a real difference well they'll say there's no evidence that he was doing it for his son
0: uh, no 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 the uh, prosecutor was already investigating Mm-hmm. The next on his docket was Hunter Biden, according to that investigator and according to the investigator that replaced that investigator that Joe Biden said was the best. So we know that they were investigating. Now, here's the real difference. Joe Biden was saying, stop all investigations. Donald Trump was saying, start investigating. He didn't say, I want you to come up with this answer or this answer. Oh, it was implied. Was it? Where? Come up with this answer or this answer. Now, you could say it was implied, but here's why it could be implied. Because both the prosecutor that was fired and the prosecutor that replaced him, both had tried to go to our corrupt embassy and our corrupt ambassador to deliver to the DOJ and to the Southern District of New York crates of evidence of collusion, of, uh, of uh, tampering with a government's uh, justice department, with U.S. interference with the government of Ukraine to the point to where they got them to collude to find dirt to throw our last election, yeah, there there were some things implied that you should look into. Yes, but which ones in our national interest? To find the seven billion dollars that was lost, to find out what really happened in the twenty sixteen election? Because I was all for the the um, the investigation into Trump on on uh, Russia. I need to know. I want to know. If he's dirty, I wanted him to go to jail. We have to know if foreigners are influencing our elections. Well, they didn't find it. But we have real evidence, including people that got prison time in Ukraine for interference in our elections. We have tapes of them saying they did it. We shouldn't look into that.
2: And all of that is why the administration should be talking about the national interest. Yes. It takes out of the political realm. Take it's it out not of political about realm. politics. Yes. Give them the quid pro quo. If it's for the national interest, so what? That's what we do all the time in the interest of the nation is say, look, we're not going to give you uh, huge amounts, billions of dollars in aid if you're doing things against our interest. That mm. doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. So that's what you that's how they need to talk about it in Washington. But mm-hmm. they don't,
0: because honestly, I don't think they have the facts when the New York Times says, well, that ambassador, she, that was never said. The the uh, the, uh, the uh, attorney, the prosecuting general over in in uh, Ukraine, he, he he took that back. He he recanted all of that. He said that's not what happened. Wait, What? Now, we'll show you how that lie was built tonight, and it builds to part three, and it's going to be in two weeks, because I can't. <sighs> we're, we're, uh, this is the darkest thing uh, we have ever found, um, and uh, you know I have always told you the truth about the good and the bad about America. I'm about to tell you one of the worst things America, I think, has ever done. And it's currently being done. And it's being done because it was put into motion by the Obama administration with the help of Hillary Clinton and all the usual suspects. And uh, if when this is exposed, if no one picks this up, and no one stops this, I don't think I can fly the American flag. I told Pat just a bit of that uh, today of what we found. He only knows like literally 5% of what we know. Am I overstating that, Pat? No. I'm ashamed of our country. And it is everything that the left always say they hate and they put this in motion. And that's truly what's being protected here. This is not about Joe Biden. It is not about Donald Trump. It's not even I mean, it's on the road of what I showed you last time. But in our follow up research, oh,
2: oh, it's much worse. And you know what's amazing is every time our country has done something shameful, it's the same people. Same people. It's progressives. Same people. Every single time. Every time. So uh, we will, uh,
0: uh, we need you to watch this special tonight. It is free, so everyone can watch it. Please tell all of your friends. Uh, it is at 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, and that's 5 p.m. Pacific. You can watch it on my YouTube uh, channel. You can watch it on my Facebook page, or if you're a member of The Blaze, save $20 now. Just use the promo code GB20OFF, but join us and become a member of the team at blazetv.com. If you want to watch it for free, you can tonight on YouTube and Facebook, 8 p.m. Eastern. Watch this special tonight. Here's the big good news story of the day. A federal judge in Kentucky on Monday partially reopened the Covington Catholic High School student Nicholas Sandman's 250 million dollar defamation lawsuit against the washington post now it went to the same judge that dismissed this in july but the uh uh, the attorneys went back and changed the um, the suit a bit the new ruling um is uh, now based on this amended complaint the decision permitted Sandman to obtain documents from the post during an uh, upcoming discovery process, as his lawyers have stopped to argue that the paper neglect- negligently covered Sandman's interaction with uh, the Native American man, Nathan Phillips, while the student wore a red Make America Great Again hat stood outside of the Lincoln Memorial in January. Uh, the attorney says the ruling bolds well for the NBC and CNN cases as well. Good. Good. Now, uh, what actually happened? How? Because it was only open partially. So what does that mean? We have Todd McMurdy on with us. He is the lead attorney on this case. He's the guy who argued it yesterday uh, and uh, had this thing reopen. So what does it mean? Hopefully, hopefully, because the case really boils down to, the Washington Post didn't do any homework to find out that Phillips was a bad actor, mm-hmm. that Phillips was a bad guy. Once you once you look into that, well, the whole situation changes.
2: And they just defamed the kid yeah. over, and, over, over and over and, and over and over again.
0: And so he's saying, look, you know, this is what was said about me. This is what's said about Phillips. They made him and the good guy, me, into the villain. But when they got the extra tape... They still didn't change. Right. They still didn't change. When they got the information, they still didn't change. I hope the Washington Post is hit for Need more to. than $250 million, but we will see. We'll talk to the lead attorney on this case in just about six, seven minutes. Stand by.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.